Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning. Welcome. It's Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Yes, about three hours away from Bill's Dolphins wild card. And this is your political pregame show. Now, I'm going to be honest with you right from the top because I'm just an honest person. I conducted these interviews Thursday and Friday for the show. Yes, I'm out at the stadium tailgating, getting ready for the game. So these are all new interviews, but they were recorded Thursday and Friday. I thought I would just be upfront and let you know. Our first interview of the day is Congressman Nick Langworthy. Congressman, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me back. Now, Congressman, we uh, have a big game going on in just a few hours here uh, in Orchard Park, New York. But obviously, it's been such an uplifting week uh, with the news of DeMar Hamlin. And we heard you on the floor uh, mention DeMar. And it seems like everyone's uh, keeping uh, DeMar in their prayers, but also just taking in this uh, great news that we've been getting. It is uh, it is uplifting, and uh, it's so inspirational to see um, Demar, you know, come out of the hospital. Uh, so many people come together across all different divides, um, and and that's you know, I went to the floor of the House of Representatives to talk about that, what the power of prayer meant, how people came together, uh, you know, watching people praying on ESPN Live. Um, I, I think that meant something beyond just what was right in front of us. I mean, it, it was a moment of unity at a time where we don't have enough unity uh, in this country. And, um, you know, obviously Bill's Mafia drove the train on that. But it uh, to have people all over the country uh, to, to join us and our beloved Buffalo Bills uh, and, and supporting DeMar and, and praying for him and, and his recovery, I think it means a lot. And um, the, the, I'm very proud to represent Orchard Park and one of four Republicans to represent an NFL stadium. And we're going to go win the whole damn thing this year for, for DeMar. It's definitely been a, a beautiful thing, and I, I hope you are right about that. I'm excited to see uh, just how they show up against the Dolphins in just a few hours. Now, Congressman, it's been a, uh, it's been a busy, busy two weeks, and I, I know this was a week ago, uh, but take us back to the Kevin McCarthy vote and how that all uh, went down from your perspective. I mean, it was not the way we thought uh, uh, things were going to start out. Um, we knew there was going to be some holdouts, but this is what you get with a narrow majority. I mean, we there was a majority we wanted. There was a majority we got. We have, uh, you know, five-seat majority. It's tight. 
Um, there's differences of opinion in every conference. I mean, Nancy Pelosi went through the same thing, just not with as dramatic effect a couple years ago, uh, where a lot of those on the far left didn't want to support her for another term. Uh, and then some of those that were more moderate didn't want to support her for another term, and they had to haggle, and they did a lot of it behind closed doors. Ours was out there for display. And, uh, you know, we had 15 votes, but I think the end result is a rules package uh, for this House of Representatives, it's outstanding. Um, the and it's and it's a rules package that I think unites um, our conference uh, with the country in in standing up for common sense. I mean, we have now rules that you know in, inflict single issue germaneness on the legislation that comes to the floor. I mean, so these these gigantic. Omnibus bills like we saw last uh, right right before Christmas, one point seven trillion dollars, every issue under the sun in the bill, you know, things that are out of context. They don't have, you know, uh, uh, valid commonality. You know, that stuff goes flying out the window. We have a, a rule now where you have 72 hours before something can be voted on. That's really important because, you know, for far too long, the mentality in uh, Washington, D.C. was uh, that of uh, Pelosi, which was we have to pass the bill to find out what was in it. That's not what our, the founders intended for Congress. Uh, we have to have we have to know what we're voting on. We have to between the member and the staff, they have to have the time to read the legislation and understand what's in front of us. Because you know, we take an oath to the American people here on our Constitution that we are going to uh, to stand up for them. And when when you are spending that kind of money and indebting our grandchildren's grandchildren, uh, you should know exactly what you're voting on before you cast the vote. So I, I'm very pleased with those two uh, those two provisions within the rules. I think that it's going to make Washington work better. It's going to raise the game of the House of Representatives. Uh, and, and I think the one thing that comes that's a positive that comes the last week is a lot more people are paying attention, not just to what's happening at the White House, but what's happening at the Capitol. We have divided government. We were elected to stop uh, the runaway train that is the Biden agenda. Uh, and, and we are going to have legislation that we continue to pass. We put wins on the board this week and putting the pressure on the Senate and the White House to go get things done that represent common sense for the American people. Now, obviously, we all saw the speaker vote. A lot of uh, a lot of us paid attention to the rules package. What else have we gotten out of this first full week of Congress uh, to keep our eye on? I, I know I've heard a lot about the IRS. Is that something that's been um, covered on the floor? The the, the first uh, policy matter we took up, and, and it was a uh, deliverable on a campaign pledge, which was we defunded the eighty seven thousand IRS agents that Joe Biden, you know, passed last year. Uh, we we. Brought, you know, our conference together. It, it the small business people, the hardworking men and women of Western New York and the Southern Tier. They do not deserve. They have, uh, you know, triple in the size of the IRS, so they can come and breathe down the neck of small business people, making it harder to make ends meet and, and do work. We we need uh, less regulation, not more. We need less bureaucrats, not more. And um, you know, when when the government's looking for revenue, we should do it by growing our economy, not by trying to go pinch more tax revenue out of the hardworking people that are trying to make the economy hum. You know, we've heard a lot about uh, committees that will be put together. Uh, one of the first ones we're hearing about is this uh, select committee on China. Uh, what will come out of this committee? 
I, th- I think this is a great step, and this is another part of our commitment to America, is creating the Select Committee on uh, China, t- talking about and investigating the threats that China poses to the United States in, in all uh, aspects of American life. I have said throughout my time uh, as a candidate and now as a member of Congress, China represents not just the greatest threat uh domestically, but also internationally. You know, they're a military threat, but they're also uh, a a domestic threat as they uh, try to acquire farmland and agricultural uh, capacity in this country, as they try to steal our technology, as they try to, you know, uh, steal our jobs, our ideas, our education, all of the above. I mean, every element of our life, uh, the Chinese, with their espionage tactics, are trying to infiltrate American life. We need to be, get tough on China. We need to hold them accountable. Uh, we still have, don't have uh, the, the origins of COVID pinned down, and we have to ask really difficult questions there. And, and there should be a price to pay for what's happened uh, based on uh, the origins of COVID. So uh, I'm excited about this select committee. I'm, I'm eager to hear more about how it's going to get rolled out. But it, uh, it it was a um, a bill that drew you know some bipartisan support once it came to the floor and uh, and I think it's great to see people on both sides of the aisle that want to get tough on China. We've seen we've seen the wrath uh, of the Chinese uh, threat more in Western New York and the Southern Tier than a lot of places have with a loss of jobs and it's something we need to combat. Congressman, uh, last week we talked with Congressman Brian Higgins uh, about the blizzard uh, that we saw here in western New York and trying to get major disaster declaration. Uh, Has there been any movement on that? Well, I've I've spoken this week to uh, County Executive Mark Polencars, as well as uh, uh, Congressman Higgins and I spoke on the floor about, you know, working together to uh, try to change some regulations. You know, there's some, I I think, uh, a very foolish regulation within FEMA you know, that dictates a snow emergency by the fact that it has to be the greatest snowfall uh, with no um, no calculus based on wind or other, you know, temperature or other suffering that goes on with a major blizzard event. Uh, I, I think, you know, I wasn't born for the blizzard of 77. Uh, this was the greatest storm I ever lived through, and I think most Western New Yorkers would say the same. And, you know, we've unfortunately lost 44 uh, of our citizens, uh, in the, in, in very tragically, uh, it, it could have been a lot worse. And I really want to salute all of the hardworking highway workers and first responders that were out there risking their own lives to protect so many. Uh, and it really did bring, uh, Buffalo and Western New York together, uh, so much in, in, in some of the best of us, uh, was on full display, uh, during that storm. Uh, but we, we need to go in, 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 if need need be changed some regulations here within FEMA and put pressure on the administration to do what's right for, you know, Erie County and all the areas that uh, that had, uh, you know, tremendous expenditure. Uh, and I, I hope to, you know, work with my colleagues uh, across the aisle to uh, to get that done. You spoke of bipartisan uh, when the China committee, the China Select Committee. Um, you know, obviously the economy is still, inflation is still up. The the price of eggs are ridiculous right now. Do you see any bipartisan to address the economic issues throughout the country? I mean, my hope is as we get moving here, it will. I mean, it, it, we um, just had, uh, I just came off the floor and, and we voted on a piece of legislation that uh, would protect our strategic oil reserve from China. 
Uh, and, you know, we've been selling our oil to, to China. I, I, I think that is energy policy is going to drive a lot of this. Uh, I have dedicated myself to really digging in on energy policy uh, because I think that, one, we have reserves in the southern tier of natural gas that could transform our economy, could lower home heating costs, but the environmental left stands in the way of progress and opportunity while Pennsylvania and Ohio thrive. Um, I think we need to really reevaluate that. You, you, you look at asinine ideas of uh, trying to ban gas stoves. Well, guess what? In Buffalo, during that blizzard, some people, the only heat they had was a gas stove. Uh, and, um, you know, if you were an electric car, you were in real trouble in that blizzard. Uh, so uh, there's there's a lot of real bright ideas that the left has. Uh, and, and I'm all for incrementally getting to more efficiency, to more electrification for higher battery capacity, um, you know, demanding better in, as technology gets better. But there's a utopian nonsense that is being spread by the environmental left that we're there now. We're not. Internal combustion engines and fossil fuels are going to be here for our lifetimes. And we need to, you know, I think on full display was, uh, you know, during that storm was how bad things could have been if all their bright ideas had be, had come online. So energy policy will help. Uh, in, in creating an all-of-the-above strategy, creating American energy independence, ramping up American energy production, uh, including right here in New York, would help transform our economy, lower costs, bring relief to, to struggling taxpayers and seniors that are having a hard time paying their gas bill, uh, but also you know, lower prices at, at, at the grocery store. I mean, energy affects everything. The high cost of diesel, the high cost of gasoline affects every consumer good there is because it's all got to be transported. So uh, I think that's the first step to doing that. Um, you know, the, the Democrats' ideas last year to lower inflation was just spend a whole bunch of money and subsidize everything. That is, we, we need to unleash the economy rather than just spend more money and create more indebtedness. You know, my next question was about the uh, the gas powered stoves, the the ban on natural gas. Obviously, Governor Hochul uh, voiced that in her state of the state, saying that new builds in 2025 wouldn't have uh, natural gas capability for big builds. 2028, obviously, after the new stadiums built, um, do you think that's actually going to happen? And is there anything the federal government can do to make sure that we don't have to, you know, we don't have to get rid of gas powered stoves in 2030? I think what you're seeing on display in the state of the state and others is is just like I said before. It's just a liberal utopian, you know, thought that they can just wish all of uh, you know any sort of fossil fuel usage away. Uh, meanwhile, we're putting our citizens in a northeastern state that you know on full display just a few weeks ago was severe weather. And if we all were forced to drive an electric car, which, you know, hey, newsflash, battery-operated cars, those batteries go dead pretty quick in extreme temperatures. Um, how many people would have been stranded? How many people would have lost their lives? I mean, that, that, that number of 44, you could probably at least added one zero to that number, maybe two. Uh, we don't know what could have been. Uh, natural gas is a safe, clean alternative um, we should always strive for better, more efficiency, greater insulation in our homes, uh, you know, uh, 
hybrid solutions rather than just straight electrical solutions. Uh, we, we always have to be demanding better technology, but in, in, in the options are there for the future. They're not here today, and they're not going to be here in four years. Uh, our, our cars get better gas mileage today than they did 12 years ago, and I think that can even do better 12 years from now. But to try to just shove this in it without any sort of concept of what this would mean to, you know, school busing or agricultural equipment. I mean, imagine trying to run a giant agricultural tractor with a battery. I mean, the demands of the grid are not solved. I mean, you can't windmill and solar panel this to be reality. That's a fairy tale. Uh, there, there's, you know, the nuclear power plants in the state have been shuttered. The coal plants have been shuttered. We have to create, we can't turn up Niagara Falls in, in, in double production. Uh, we have to get real about where the energy is going to come from. We have natural gas as a real solution, uh, but we also have to look at, at, at uh, safe nuclear uh, solutions as well. Congressman, keeping it here in New York, uh, yesterday you issued support of the uh the Nassau Republicans for the calling for the resignation of George Santos. Does that seem to be getting louder within the Republican Party? I think I think so. I mean, this is a, a tremendous distraction. I mean, obviously, uh, it's an unfortunate circumstance. Uh, the Nassau Republicans, I spoke, I think, spoke very clearly. Their local uh, elected Republicans uh, have said they will not work with Mr. Santos. Um, and he does not have the trust of his constituents. And I, I just don't see how he can be effective in his job going forward. Um, and ultimately, he's going to make his own decisions or his attorneys are going to help him do that. Uh, I think he's going to probably face some severe legal problems uh, that he's going to be distracted with. And, you know, it, it, it's a distraction for the conference. It's a distraction for his district. And, it's a, it, you know, it's it's a, an unfortunate reality for the taxpayers of that district. But, you know, misrepresenting yourself um, is something that, um, you know, I take that very seriously. And um, it, 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 it would be best if he stepped aside. And I've got to ask you this question down there in D.C. We've now heard several um, times now that the uh, President Biden there have been classified documents from his time as vice president. Uh, what do you think of this news coming out? Well, I, I, when when some documents were found in Mar-a-Lago, there was a whole lot of pearl clutching going on. And um, I, the, the people should be quite outraged that uh, he clearly has documents on his hands that were uh, when he was not president, he maintained from his time uh, in in the White House as vice president. So uh, it sounds to me that there uh, should be just as much of an investigation going on um, into the president and how those documents ended up in a, in a garage in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, that's that's unacceptable. I mean, you want to talk about unsecure in uh, at Mar-a-Lago. I can't imagine how unsecure sitting in someone's garage um, you know, things might be if these are top secret documents. So, you know, I think we have a lot of questions. Um, you know, we have a subpoena power here uh, in the House Republicans, and I think we're going to use uh, that subpoena power quite often. Congressman, it's been a uh, busy couple of weeks, and we know you're just getting started. We look forward to uh, talking with you some more here on Hardline. Before we let you go, uh, what do you think the score is going to be this afternoon? 42 nothing. Oh, love it. Love it. I hope <laughs> that's Bills. right. Hey, Congressman, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.
Thanks. Thanks so much. Look forward to being back soon. That was Congressman Nick Langworthy. When we come back, we'll be speaking with New York State Assemblyman Angelo Morinello. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 